talking about that life podcast. Uh, this is uh, Coach Chris Collins. This is Mark Jeffries, GGT. And we're here to you to bring you good AAU talk and conversation about basketball. Uh, this is episode three, and we're going to keep this thing going. Um, please be sure to give us a like and a follow and a share on uh, our IG uh, about that life podcast. Um, and also our YouTube channel, right? Because we're trying to venture off into videos and things like that. So please give us a like, share, and follow. I mean, uh, anything you could do, just hit that like button. Small click for you is a big support to us. So please, for all, uh, by all means, do that for us. And we, we appreciate you. So hopefully we can keep giving you good con- content that you guys want to uh, check out. So today we have another guest. Um uh, this is actually pretty cool because not only is she our first player guest, uh, she's our first female guest. And so, you know, uh, what what better way to start than with a, a strong, powerful uh, woman who is very familiar with the game and loves the game very much from our own individual, my individual conversations with her. Um, it's Miss Jada Lewis. Hi, Jada. Hi. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Yes. Welcome. So, let me give you a little rundown of uh, Miss J. Lewis right here because she's pretty modest and pretty quiet half the time. But let, let, let's really break down who she is. Um, she was a part of RAU Club, or well, I should say my AU Club because Mark ain't a coach here, but no. one, maybe one day. But <laughs> Possibly, maybe. <laughs> but uh, she's been a part of uh, my AU Club since fourth grade, right? Um, she uh, started out with YBA Panthers, so she's – really been with the club when it was in its early stages um the AU club's been around 16 years 16 17 years so she's been with it off and on for quite a long time and she's still a part of it she always has access to our gym and our facilities and things like that um not only is she a part of the club she's you know played AAU ever since fourth grade right Mm -hmm. okay so AAU's been a very big part of your process correct yes okay perfect um she went to high school at Whitney, Whitney High School in Rockland, California, where I'm also currently the JV uh, head coach there. Um, just did my first year there, so, you know, go Wildcats. <laughs> um, uh, um, that. Uh, but not only did was she just a player there, I mean, she left a significant impact there. Um, quite honestly, just she's a walking bucket, you know what I mean? That's just really what it comes down to. She broke several records. Uh, 1,500 plus points, and correct me if I'm wrong in anything I'm saying, but 1,500 plus points, uh, most points scored in a season, correct? Uh, Three-pointers made in a season and career, is that correct? Yeah. Right. And uh, a lead and assists and steals in a season, right? Yeah. Do you remember what those numbers were by chance? Uh, I do not. <laughs> you just like know. a long time ago. Okay, but you just know you got them records though, yeah. right? Okay. What was the career high, most points, how much in the game? In a game, it was 33 points. I had 31. Wow. So, nice. Wow. <laughs> nice. And what was that? Was that like your senior year or your junior year or what? That was actually, I think, my sophomore year at a wow. tournament beginning of the season. Okay. Wow. So she hit her peak sophomore year and it just was downhill from there. Damn. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just playing with you. No, uh, also um, you said uh, when we talked, you said junior year is when – Portland State approached you, correct? Yes. And Portland yeah. State approached you, and you signed senior year, right? I signed going – I signed May of going into my senior year. Okay, nice. Um, just curious, I mean, you know, what made you choose that school? Because I'm pretty sure I wasn't the only school 
approaching you. Uh, what made me choose Portland State was uh, just like the campus, the coaches, the team. They had a good dynamic going, so I just wanted to continue that. And I was coming in with six new freshmen, so I thought that would be a good idea for me to go in with new players as well so we could grow as a team, not just hop in with a bunch of seniors and they're going to leave in a couple of years. Right. So I, like I thought that. it was a good idea for me to hop in then. Nice, nice. Well, Build good. something. Yeah, exactly. It's good you thinking of your future that way. So, I mean, let's start it off with the first question. Uh, uh, what's some advice you can give to aspiring female athletes? Imagine you're some of these young girls, and I see you talk and approach a lot of these young girls sometimes, even when you're here training and stuff. Um, what what advice, if you were sitting down with one of them, one of them sitting right next to you, and you know the path of women's basketball, you know girls quit sometimes, yeah. they're – their dichotomy is very different than I would say on the boys' side. And what I mean by that is, like, uh, just to give a tangible example, you know, guys, we typically don't care who we play with, right? We can, mm-hmm. I could get on the court with you and mm-hmm. we can just figure it the fuck out. Even if we dislike each other, we mm-hmm. can figure it out. I just often find that women ball players typically it matters. It does matter yep. who they play with, right? Mm-hmm. So for you, what's advice you can give them to navigate all this? Well, some advice I can give is just, just stick with it. I mean, if you have for a second thought that you can go play it at the next level, stick with it. I mean, there's going to be naysayers and doubters, like, coming your way, and you just got to work hard to prove them wrong. That's the only way. And for all the young female athletes out there, I suggest getting into the weight room early because I did that, and it really showed on the court how much it impacted my game. Mm-hmm. So I know there's not a lot of grown women players or girls players that – are getting into the weight room not enough so that's just the biggest advice i could give i like that yeah no that's great um so let's let's delve into uh your aau life your aau experience because obviously that's the biggest thing we want to talk about here and you didn't just play for yba you played for multiple teams so you had multiple coaches multiple experience um what what was that path what was it like you don't literally have to go through each and every single aau team but give me a Give me a general outline. All right. Yeah, it's, it's a long story. It's a long path that I went through. Um, yeah, I went through a couple AU teams. I started out here at YBA. I uh, played with the boys, uh, Extreme YBA, Extreme, YBA Extreme. So just playing with the boys, uh, that made me tougher Good. Uh, as a young girl. So I came in uh, into high school, and I played with a different AU team. Uh, it was a girls' league, and we were blowing teams out by 20, 30 points, and I just thought I needed better competition. So I moved on to play in Bay Area, Cal Stars, and then over there I had better competition. I was on one of the lower teams, but it still gave me confidence. It still made me run harder and go faster. So I came back to high school better. And then after that season, uh decided not to – commute from Bay Area to Rockland every uh, every week so I stayed local and then I went back to a team that we were blowing teams out 20 30 and I decided this isn't this isn't it so I needed to <laughs> yeah I needed to have more competition so right. I moved to a different team in SAC and then I finally had a coach that would mentor me outside of practice she would work with me through my game through talk and everything so uh, transferring from there to 
tag team really helped me with that. But yeah, I mean, I ended up playing, I ended up finishing with that top flight team in the summer of my junior year. And then after that, playing my last year of high school and then going to Portland State. Nice. Would you say, and this is just kind of a little delving into that topic, because just you mentioning several things. One, playing with boys, mm-hmm. right? Um, did you did you have good experiences with that all around? I mean, did the boys basically – and, and, and I'm pretty sure you were younger when you were doing that, but I'm saying did the boys pretty much treat you as equals? Did you feel you had to earn a little more respect? Like, where were you at with that? I felt like I had to earn respect. Yeah, definitely. Um, I heard a lot of, uh, like – are you gonna get beat by a girl? You can't get beat by a girl. <laughs> like, no, I'm just a basketball player. You know when Ted talked yeah, about that? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like girls go hoop. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, like I'm just a basketball player trying to hoop. Like, yeah. I'm not just a girl. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean, uh, I was young, so I didn't really know any difference. I was just having fun and just going with it. But yeah, as I got older and played with more boys and. Boys get bigger as they get older, mm-hmm. too. So, yep. like, it was tough for playing when I got older with boys. So, I just stick, I just stuck with it, continue playing with them. And yeah, that's true. how I'm strong around. Right. Did you, during that process of, you know, competing with guys and everything like that, like, what was your mindset? Like, did you enjoy that? Did that, did you understand knowing that if I'm here playing with these guys, when I go back playing against the girls, this is, I'm supposed to dominate? Like, what was your mindset? going through that yeah like one thing was that when boys facing us a girl they go yeah. harder yeah i don't know <laughs> what it is but yeah. they yeah. want to be they don't, yeah. don't want to lose exactly. <laughs> they don't want to be I'm, that uh, guy yeah. they don't want to be that guy yeah, yeah. I so, lie, I'll that's actually hell. a good thing because yeah. you know how some guys they might not even always go hard against each mm-hmm. other so you actually have an advantage because that's yeah. actually helping you long I'll, I'll block the yeah. hell out of you you come <laughs> yeah. to the hole yeah. i don't care you gotta exactly. figure it out you and gotta figure like, it out and they'd be like she's yeah. a girl i'm like she's playing yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no that's good um and then the only other thing i was gonna say still talking about that was i heard you mention uh uh, uh male coaches and and women coaches mm-hmm. um any did you feel any difference or did you maybe connect a little better with your with strong women coaches as opposed to because obviously basketball all intents and purposes is a male dominated field mm-hmm. um even on the coaching side of it but did you feel a difference you know uh, and this is again talking from a player perspective that's why I'm really curious to see mm-hmm. for someone like yourself who was high level did you feel a difference or was it just all the same or is this was just a good coach bad coach good coach bad coach gender didn't even play a factor yeah like Honestly, I don't think it really played a factor because I've had guy coaches that were really good, like Ted. He mm. really was into developing players, and yeah. and I've had women Let me coaches. Get a splash for Ted. <laughs> yeah, shout out, <laughs> Coach shout Ted. Out Ted. <laughs> but yeah, with women coaches, I've had coaches that weren't really interested in developing me as a player, and I had coaches that were interested in it. Mm. So it was just like if they would take their time to yeah. help me out in the long run. So that mm-hmm. was just basically the difference. So I don't think it was gender or anything. It was just if they would take time out of their day to yeah. help me. Okay. Makes okay. sense. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, so a question I want to ask is, you know, what is, especially now, right now, with all the crazy stuff that's going on and everything and everything like that, how have you been trying to keep in shape? Like, what's your routine? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because I know every player is different, especially with everything that's going on. I know there's going to be players who are kind of, let me take a break. You got the ones who are going, you know, once or twice a week just to kind of stay sharp. 
And then you got the ones who are just working, like, season might start tomorrow. Like, where, where are you at? Where are you at right now? Just working out the process. I'm always thinking that season's going to be right around the corner. So um, I got to stay hoper. ready. She a hoper. <laughs> she a hoper. That's what I was yeah. waiting for. Okay. Yeah, okay. I got to stay ready. Yep. So um, my routine is right now is just I wake up really early. I lift weights in the morning. Just get that over with. Yeah, I do nice. conditioning in the morning. Nice. And then we still haven't gotten on that Vertimax. Okay. But yeah, um, yeah, I do that, and then I rest for a couple hours. I mm-hmm. come here, I train with random nice. coaches, whatever. Yeah. Like hop in, Jada. Like yeah, yeah I'm, I'll hop in, like whatever you want, and then I'll do ball handling exercises, shooting exercises every day. Uh, just staying sharp with everything. So that's really that's basically good. What my routine is, I'm here. That's I, good. Yeah, that's good. So what is that? So what are you tell like? Does that three, four sessions a day, you would say? You're working out three times a day, you would say? Yeah, okay. I would say three, four sessions a day. And just in between that, if I'm bored and I caught myself chilling yeah. for a couple hours, I'll pick up basketball, dribble, do 10-minute nice. dr- ball dribbling nice. exercises. So. Nice. So you hear that? All my GGT girls right now, you hear that? That's what it takes. <laughs> That's what it is, all right? Good, You're good. hearing it from a D1 athlete, all right? Shots fired, bro. Yeah. Shots fired. Get you. Get your asses in the gym, man. Exactly, exactly. Not even just for the girls, for everybody, everybody, <laughs> exactly. everybody. You're right. So, so what's you know just because I know you know, coach knows you you know more than me, and I'm I'm learning from you and listening to these stories. Um, what's for somebody like that? Just for me, from my experience and certain players that I train, you know, just listening to you, I feel like in a way you're also. You're chasing something like you're you're trying to there, there's an end goal. What's your end game? Like, is this more like, OK, I'm a D1 athlete. All right. You know, what I'm saying I'm just do what I have to do while I'm here in school. You know, and I know you're trying to get your degree and everything like that. Or is there plans of after college like you want to continue this? And cause of course, how old are you right now? I'm 19. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, OK, you're young. You mm-hmm. know, what I'm saying like, is there do you ever see yourself down the road continuing to play? Yes, that has been okay. my goal for mm-hmm. a long time. Um, nice. My first goal was getting D1 scholarship. Okay. Did that, and as soon as I did that, I made more goals, higher goals to play overseas after I'm done with college and hopefully train girls. I, I want to hopefully own a gym one day. and Because nice. I know that with our women's salary nowadays, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have a retirement fund just playing <laughs> basketball. Yeah. So I'm trying to Smart. get my education um, and just learn That's as I good. go. That's really good. Very what, good. What What would you say is the, um, the your well, your score? That's I know that mm-hmm. people out there might not know that, but I know that. And but um, what what's the evolution that got you there? I mean, what are your strengths outside of? I mean, scoring's just a given. But what do you when you look at yourself? I mean, yeah, I'm telling you right now, stroke your own fucking ego. What do you see <laughs> as your strengths? Um, what I see as my strengths is. When I mess up as a, on a play on offense, I'm right back on defense. I want to get the ball back. I want to steal the ball so I can get another layup. Like, got to have dog in hey, y'all. Just yeah, wanted them yeah, to know that. Dogs, yeah. dogs play defense. <laughs> yep, got to have exactly. some dog in yeah. Two-way, two-way. Like, if someone steals it for me, I'm stealing back. That's just my mentality. So, it's just not putting my head down, keeping it up, and just keep going from there. And this is not scripted, y'all. This is all her, okay? So don't <laughs> yep. think like we sitting here saying, oh, exactly. please talk about defense. No, yeah. this is all her. Mm-hmm. So 
because players I feel, especially nowadays, you know, everybody yeah. wants to score. Yeah. Everybody wants to score. Yeah. Everybody wants to score. I just don't feel like there's enough emphasis on wanting to stop exactly. others from scoring. Yeah. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. All right. Well, then, switching gears, uh, let's talk about women's basketball culture. Um, overall, and we've had, you know, our own brief, like, individual conversations, Jada. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let, let's put it to the forefront. Women's basketball culture is, to me, again, very unique. Um, not good nor bad to me. It, it, I just think it's different in terms of there's so many more variables to finding those girls who really want to stick with it from, let's say, a fourth grade to a Division one athlete, right? Because mm-hmm. there's so many different layers and hurdles along the way, right? So um, what is your take of just overall women's basketball culture? Like where it, where it's evolved from, where it's at now, like just – your overall opinion? Um, I mean, I just see, like, as women grow up, uh, I've seen a lot of girls quit. I've seen a lot of girls stick with it. So, I mean, just from it evolving from my standpoint is that the people who, the girls who know that they want to play and the girls that work hard, they continue playing. And so I just see if you're not, if you're not getting the right support you need or the right whatever, I see people, I see a lot of girls just drop it and say, I want to do something else. So okay. that's just one thing. Do you have an outside passion? I mean, I know basketball is your true love and passion, but do you have any other things outside of that you might be interested in doing? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't know. I've <laughs> She's <laughs> this, locked in. She's right. tunnel vision yeah, right now. Yeah, like this past like year – my coaches at Portland State emphasized uh, we're more than basketball players, and they're trying to help us figure out ourselves so we can figure out what we want to do after we play. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm still trying to figure out. Like, I'm all about basketball. I've been all about basketball since the fourth grade. So it's just I'm still learning what I'm into, what I'm mm-hmm. not into. So that's just, yeah. Well, the best part is, like you said, like, like you said, Mark, she's young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got plenty of time plenty to figure time. it out. Plenty I didn't time. get my shit together until I was like twenty seven, yeah. so, and Me I'm still and I'm still working. Me too. <laughs> I'm still Me trying too. to figure Me it out. Too. So the best part is you got plenty of time. Yeah. No, um, and that's good. Uh, the topic for all three of us today that I kind of want us to talk about, um, and this is just kind of getting it out um, into the world, into the AAU world, the basketball world. Because, again, we, we're not only here to just talk hoop, but we want to talk about life and everything else in general and all that that entails. Um, in my opinion, AAU basketball, and mainly that's why I'm glad you're here, Jada, because you're someone who's kind of seen all venues of it from traveling to the Bay, playing for multiple teams, playing across the nation. You've seen it, right? And, and um, you know, I think AAU even nowadays and – for her is very different than how it grew up for mm-hmm. me and you. I know for me, for sure. Like I said, mm-hmm. I'm 37. You're 32, right? Mark? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. even still, I think our AU has become this yeah. weird, you know, juggernaut. And it has clearly some really positive implications, but it also has some really yeah. fucked up ones, right? Yeah. It really has some really bad ones. Um, the question that I want us to talk about is does AAU need a clearinghouse? And for the people watching or the people listening, let me explain what that is. So for the NCAA um, and uh, and even the NAI, uh, most college programs, they have what's called a clearinghouse. Um, what that means is basically a committee of overseers, 
uh, usually fat old white guys, um, that sit there and basically give the rules and regulations of what college players can and can't do. That big, thick-ass NCAA handbook, that clearinghouse is the people that create it, mm-hmm. right? Um, AAU uh, is very unique in the sense that they expect their own entities to govern themselves. So it's very similar to the police. We're going to police ourselves, and we see how good that works out. So, you know, uh, again, for basketball, there really is no clearinghouse. But let, but in comparison, let, let's, let's just so I can give some comparison. If you talk about volleyball, in, in the Volleyball AAU Handbook, it's Chapter 4, Section C, Paragraph 3A, B, and uh, C, and D. And I'll, I'll read off some of it right now. So... You guys can understand. I, I bring. I'm bringing receipts. I'm bringing receipts to all this. Um, uh, it talks about transfers and uh, you know club attachment. Uh, athletes who transfer under the section are subject to national championship eligibility restrictions as adopted by the National Sports Committee. After a youth member becomes attached to a club, he or she may only transfer to another club in the same sport as follows. And these are the the exceptions, right? If the youth member has not competed in any AAU authorized events in that sport for a period of 60 days, no permission is necessary. If the representative of the club to which an athlete is attached signs a release from permitting an, uh, an immediate transfer, athletes who transfer under the section are subject to national championship eligibility restrictions as adopted by the National Sports Committees. C, when the transfer is for the purpose of competing with the team which has qualified for a national championship as provided by National Sports Committee rules. D, if the registrar determines there is a good cause to be to believe that the transfer is due to events outside the control of the athletes or the transfer serves the best interests of the AAU. And that's just volleyball. And there's, very, and there's one similar in baseball. I'm not going to read it all, but in yeah. baseball, it's Chapter 5, Section B, Paragraph 2A, B and C. You look up basketball, there's nothing like that. Wow. There's, it's all mercenary. No rules. No rules. And I think that's become the problem. But if you also look at the numbers, uh, uh, I believe I think it's 65 to 70% of AAU is basketball. Literally right now, it is basketball. Just like that clip I kind of showed yeah. you guys with the video, and we'll yeah. get more into that. So to me – I don't know. I feel we need somebody to govern this because I'm seeing so much renegade outlandish shit. I mean, you literally have, I know of a kid, I know of several kids and I won't put his name out there. I won't put him on blast, but he's about to be a sophomore in high school and he's 18, 18 <laughs> sophomore in high school. Cause we have these double and triple back holdback rules, right? Uh, Cause yeah. I want my fucking kid to be an amazing eighth grader. Wow. And again, you guys saw that video I sent you. There's a reason why, right? Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. it's all about the money. Right. Yeah. So, my thing is, should there be a clearinghouse? And if there is, what what should it look like? That's what I'm asking you guys. So, what 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 are your, what are your, what's your thoughts, Tata? If that I know that's a lot, but <laughs> tell me what you think. If there should there be some people making sure this shit is fair? Yeah, I mean, isn't there like 16 u 17 u Don't they go by that instead of grades? Yeah, so, they're supposed to. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if that was more strict, it'd be more fair. Because sixteen year olds should not be playing against eighteen year olds. Yeah. Like that's not fair for especially if you're trying to make money, like obviously eighteen year old is gonna overpower a sixteen year old. Yeah. By far. So that's yeah. just my take. Like it should just go by age group, not by grades. What about you, Mark? No, that's true. No, there there definitely has to be some type of rules. Like you said, it's just 
when people know that, you know, you can do a little bit more than the usual, they take advantage. So, of course, you know, you'll have, I'm assuming, cause, you know, I'm not, I'm still learning how it is with the whole AU and everything. But, like, yeah, like if a kid, if a kid is at a certain age, I feel like they should be able to develop around that age first, you know, age by age. Um, and, and, yeah, for it. I don't know, just just listening to you guys every time, just hearing about all these crazy stories. <laughs> I'm always thinking in my head, like, who's controlling this shit? Nobody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, if, it, if it's really like that, I can only imagine if somebody who has a, a mindset, you know, to do some ill will or try to take advantage, like, you know, there could be some, there's some smart people out there who have bad intentions. Yeah, <laughs> you know absolutely. what I'm saying? Knowing that, oh, I can get away with this, I can get away with that. And I feel like for all these years leading up to it, you know, just watching that video that, you know, I was watching that you mm -hmm. sent, like, I'm like, damn, this has been going on for a minute. A long time. Yeah. A long time. So, so yeah, it's it's crazy. That's yeah. why yeah. I don't know if I want to coach AAU, you know. <laughs> I'm cool with the skills training and the personal I'm, stuff. I'm, like, And I'm telling you, that's why I keep advising you, stay the hell away from this as long as you can. I'm, yeah. I'm, need, I'm all in. I'm in knee deep in this shit. <laughs> and, I'm, I'm, yeah. and I still... For me personally, I still do things the right way. Yeah. I very rarely, very rarely have ever had a holdback on any of my teams. Yeah, and and um, and typically, if it has been a holdback kid, he's literally like the shortest kid on my team. He's like a five seven point guard. So you can't sit there and say, "Oh, well, he's fourteen. He has such yeah. an advantage." No, he's he's yeah. tiny as hell. Like, but this ideal of a sixteen year old being in eighth grade, of a eighteen year old being a sophomore. Really think about it. this. Is where it really gets. <laughs> very murky and interesting and that there's that they ha they have to start addressing now is this kid is now a 20 year old 20 year old senior in high school which is an adult right getting out of 14 15 year old freshman yeah. what do you do with that yeah. your administration what do you do with that yeah exactly because they go to school together yeah. he's technically a high school kid yeah. but he's 20 years old he's in that environment like. yeah how do you regulate that very very hard to figure that out but because again in aau basketball there really is no regulation no clearinghouse it, it really is up to the parents and the club there's there's this honor system right that's that's what it is an honor system we say we trust that your aau club is going to be respectful and honest and you won't lie and you guys know as well as I do, yeah. that is full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> These coaches will lie, cheat, and do whatever it takes to get a trophy. That's the trophy chasing. And that's yeah. just not what I – I'm not about that. And I think it shows in my product, in the, in yeah. my kids, because we win and we win the right way. But, yes, when we play against, like, a team with five holdbacks, we're going to lose, period. Uh, no matter how yeah. much I strategize, no matter how much I prepare my kids – when they're playing, when when they're in the eighth grade, playing as fourteen year olds, maybe turning fifteen, playing against four to five sixteen year olds turning seventeen, we're not winning. Period. We're not winning. And 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 again, it's rampant in the East Coast. California's yeah. just caught up. The East Coast is really bad. So I I think we definitely need a clear house. Who? Who do you assign to do it? I don't know. Like, where is it stationed? I don't know. I would say just Sacramento because we're the state's capital anyway. So that makes sense to just put it somewhere in the capital building, right? Mm -hmm. But then how much do you pay? How much do you allocate? Uh, AAU programs are a 501C, which means we're nonprofit, which means, okay, does this become an LLC, which, which makes it an actual company where people can get mm -hmm. paid and make money? Do people volunteer? Like, 
where where do we pick it from? Because we can't just have make it all Northern California people because there's got to be people in SoCal because California is so big. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's such a difficult question, but it's something we clearly need there yeah. because basketball has become so renegade. So that that was just you know a couple of things I was thinking about. You guys have any more thoughts or anything on this? No, uh, I feel like low key just seems like you know since it's been going on so long and all the stuff that you just said, it seems that people are just like oh, fuck it, just leave it alone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Yeah. You know, yeah. for there hasn't been any change. No. Something dramatic has to happen, I guess, for it to something to happen. But that's what happens when you mess with money, a lot of money. Yeah, they just turn they just turn another eye and. Just yep. turn a blind eye to it. Have you have you personally ever seen or experienced anything like that, uh, Jada? Oh, uh, with women basketball, it not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's if you're a high level player, you're gonna be on a high level team. That's mm-hmm. just it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really matter what age group you're in or what, but well, I, kn- I know you work as a scorekeeper sometimes. Can you can you see teams and you're like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I score keep a lot of guys games, so I see a bunch of 16 year olds dunking I'm like you sure you're 16 (laughs) and they got full on beards and and body hair and shit they brought their kids to the game like man I'm 16 what you talking about like what all tatted up right exactly like that's your that's your wife (laughs) like what are you talking about I'm telling you that that is what unfortunately is the the side of AU basketball so switching gears again uh, let's let's go into uh, respectfully disrespectful, right? Let's let's talk some uh, some stuff that's obviously might piss some people off. But of course, you know me, I'm I'm North Korea. <laughs> I don't care, I don't care about pissing people <laughs> off. You know where to find me. I ain't hard to find, man. And I'm either UPS or YBA. <laughs> so uh, the question I pose right now is: Are parents are parents the reason AAU basketball? And kind of youth sports in general is becoming more mercenary and kind of more, you know, messed up and renegade. What do you guys think? Is it parents? Is it players? Where are we at on that? I think it's parents. A lot of parents trying to make their kids play at a high level. And if that means you were 18 and playing down, then that's what it takes to, like, see, have looks or whatever. But, I mean, parents are really just forcing stuff down kids throats at a young age that they don't really understand yet and they don't really know any better so they're just listening to what they're saying okay what about you mark yeah i mean like i said i I can't really speak too much on it but just from observing from the outside like i've encountered a lot of parents just through the personal training side of it you know what I'm saying? When they're telling me like yo like my kid is nice like my kid you know like like this coach said that he or she can do this and da 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 and I'm like you know I'm on the phone okay so let me let's check out let's check her out on the first session you know and I'm like well like nah like she got we, we got a lot of work you know what I'm saying we got to keep working like this isn't you know what I'm saying so I feel just just looking at it you know I think it's the parents I'm assuming you know I know Jada's saying that um how about you just because you've been doing what do you, is it is it the parents or is it the whole thing like I mean it's man it's so funny it's kind of a top it's a combination of both but I will say majority I do believe it's parents and and let me be fair I believe it's parents who can't ref, who who have parent goggles right that's a term we use very common amongst coaches parent goggles that all they can see is not my kid not my kid yeah. my kid's amazing my kid's yeah. amazing it's and and maybe I don't know maybe I'll experience it one day cuz my kids are young but to give it context for me I have a daughter who's autistic 
She's special needs, right? And I I can't I don't ignore it. Like I don't say, "Oh, my daughter's just normal." No, yeah. she's not. She's special needs. She has things that another child doesn't need. Like for instance, she she uh scripts. What that means is she repeats a lot of what she hears constantly. So she's just constantly repeating, repeating, repeating. So I have to get her to focus, calm her mind down mm. and get her to focus on in the moment. Do you have to do that with a lot? Um, typically, most kids, no, right? Mm-hmm. But for me to walk around with parent goggles, like ignoring it, right? Where and yeah. I've had I, to be real, I got I, I got some fucked up family members, so you know, yeah, y'all probably got do. some too. Exactly, we all do. I got I got my I got, I got an auntie who thinks her son is perfect, right? My cousin, and, and no, I think this I think there's something wrong with him. Like, <laughs> and there's been something wrong with him a long time. He is a grown man with something wrong with him now. Oh. But because she chose to have the parent goggles and kind of ignore it, and just yeah. say, "Not nah, my son. He's special. He's special. He's special." Oh yeah, you're right. He's special. <laughs> he just he ain't special in the way you think. Yeah. So if that applies to my logic, I can't understand why other parents can't apply it to themselves, right? Mm-hmm. I'll have dads who are doctors, engineers. Uh, I got. I had a kid I trained. His dad was co-inventor of the GoPro camera, right? Wow. Like real legit intelligent wow. people with finances, with all that stuff, but they can't see their kid sucks. They These are the same intelligent people that yeah. can't see your kid can't dribble with a left hand. Yeah. And he's a sophomore in high school. That's a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So I I think because of that, parents are the problem and then they project yeah. it onto the kids so then the kid starts to get a self-image of i am perfect I, I am amazing yeah. right because that's learned behavior yeah so it's true you as a coach as an outsider and especially because a you so renegade they'll keep bouncing the program the program the program until they hear what they want to hear yeah right Damn. if you don't make one of my elite teams they'll go to matt barnes elite they'll go to lincoln elite which yeah. i think is an oxymoron in itself lincoln elite like Lincoln barely has talent, but okay. So, <laughs> so I'm just Shots saying, fired. yeah, you're damn right. <laughs> exactly. You're damn right. Okay. Like, you know, they go to other town select, right. Yeah. And then they want to be, and then they say, well, look, we're, we'll see. We, we are amazing. We beat your YBA team. Okay. Yes. You beat our D team. That's good. Good job. Like gr- great job. You proved you're better than our, than our developmental kids. That's right. cool. Like, and, they, and, and because of this whole process of, don't want to take an L, don't want to hear the truth. I'm going to go somewhere until I hear what I want to hear, which is my kid's amazing, my kid's a superstar, mm-hmm. my kid's going D1. That's why we have a problem in AAU basketball. Yeah. That's why you have parents ready to fight. That's why you have kids acting a damn fool, not showing respect to referees, not yeah. showing bench etiquette, right? But it creates that culture because – like, for my teams, if you ever watch me coach any of my teams, and Jada, I think you've seen me coach enough of my teams to know, not only am I a hard coach, you know, mm-hmm. I like my kids up, but I think I create a culture of team camaraderie. Like, my benches are very into it. You know, my players are clapping. And that's not by accident. There's an expectation yeah. that you ha- you ha- oh, you don't know who's watching you. Yep. And if any of any college goes to one of my showcase events, any of my teams, they're not going to only see great basketball players. They're going to see great people. Okay. And I think that gets that tone gets set by the coach and also by the parents who are willing to let the coach do their job, right? But again, because their money is a contributing factor, there's just not, you know, yeah. there's not a lot of me, I guess. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of people who are willing to stand their ground like yeah. that. So, you know, I, parents – 
parents and players are both the problem, but I believe parents are the majority of the problem because the kids are learning this behavior. Yep. And and we'll talk, you know, we're going to talk yeah. more about that crazy shit we saw last <laughs> tournament. But that was literally a parent, yeah. right, mm-hmm. showing, you know, negative behavior. And then they wonder, well, why isn't my kid getting scholarships? Yep. Like, why, why is nobody looking at my kid? Because exactly. look at what you taught them. Look at, yeah. look, at, look at what you showed them. So, I don't know, man. Like, for any parents watching or listening to this, you have to be willing to let your kids learn. And that also means letting them fail. You have yep. to let your kids fail. You have to let them learn what it's like to lose to learn how to win. You can't, you can't be on this, I'm going to keep hiding it, I'm going to keep hiding it, I'm going to keep hiding it. Because eventually y'all are going to go to high school. Mm-hmm. And that's where that shit really gets exposed. That's, yep. when, that's when kids quit. Yeah, that's when kids say it's too hard or the coach don't like me. I love that one. The coach don't like me. Why the fuck does a coach need to like you for you to be a good basketball player? I've never understood that. Why did like, of course, if a coach has a vendetta against you and they're purposely like fucking with your time, they're purposely trying to hold things back. Okay. That makes sense. But I, I, I rarely run across coaches that just dislike a kid. Yeah. I'm not gonna say it doesn't happen. It does because they're yeah. humans and they're 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 fallible just like anybody else. Yeah. But if you balling, you balling. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I always like the term I tell my players: be be so good that they can't ignore you. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of you know a lot of players and a lot of parents they always have some type of excuse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm gonna lie. I, back in the day, you know, I would think like that too sometimes. Yeah. Like you know, but at the end of the day, if I look back, you know. You wasn't that good yet. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how it is. But if you nice, you don't gotta worry about that. That's that's what I believe. So yeah. Okay. Um, Jay, did you have any more thoughts on that or I know you being she's being her normal quiet self now. So <laughs> But to be fair, you're interacting pretty good. I'm proud of you right now. I am. Um go ahead. Yeah, just like exactly what you guys are saying, like parents just like have this fact in their head that their parent that their their kids the best so like that just needs to change like you're obviously not the best on your team so you need to stop you need to stop acting like it and work harder than the best person on your team so you can't be the best exactly all right so let's talk a little bit about aau history right so for you guys who are watching who are listening um i I'm a big guy on research, on history, on facts. Like, you know, that's why I try to bring receipts to everything I do, um, especially on this show. Um, I sent a, a video and a shout out to Gabe the Great. Um, you know, let me let me throw a splash for you, brother, because we met back in Portland. And uh, this brother's a really good dude. Uh, he made, um, if, if you guys get a chance, literally look him up on YouTube. Um, it, he, he makes these really unique uh, YouTube researched like documentary specials about AAU basketball because he's a coach himself and he has a daughter, so he's invested in in women's basketball as well. And, and he has some great footage and some great takes on um, the history of AAU and also uh, black versus white AAU and and women's basketball. I mean, he talks about a, a lot of things, but I, the link I sent you guys yeah. was obviously about AAU basketball and um, the the history of it. And I figured it was relevant today because obviously the climate of what's going on yesterday was July 4th. And I was really conflicted on celebrating that holiday Mm -hmm. um, because, again, people, our ancestors, people of our color were not 
independent on July 4th. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just the reality yeah. of it. We were not independent on July 4th. Well, we, we were still considered property well, on July 4th, you know what I mean, or three-fifths of a person. Well, <laughs> so yeah. it's hard because you get the culture of it, and, of course, we w- you know, you always hear the statement, well, you ain't a slave. You were never a slave. You like, sh- I'm, I'm not even going to get into all that. But, again, you know, with that being said and then kind of thinking about the history of AAU, I figured let's enlighten a few people. Let's really break down the background of AAU basketball so people kind of understand and then just talk about it a little bit. So for AAU basketball, it was founded in uh, eight, it was 1888. 1888. Um, let me see, make sure I got my facts correct. Um, by William Buckingham Curtis and – uh, that's not all 100% true, and I'm going to get more into that. But in 1888, by William Buckingham Curtis, uh, he established the standards and uh, in amateur sports. Uh, during its early years, the AU served as a leader in international sports, representing the United States in the international sports arena. Okay, that's not the full truth. <laughs> there was another guy that founded it uh, that was actually a bigger player named James Edward Sullivan. Um to give you guys a quick version, and I'm paraphrasing from Gabe's video, which, like I said, you guys saw, right? Yeah. Um, he was a racist piece of shit. <laughs> he, he really was. He, his idea was he wanted to prove white people were yeah. better at sports than everybody else. Yeah. Um, which you also may not know, in 1904, during the Olympics there, uh, which uh, uh, was... Um, it was during the St. Louis, yeah, the St. Louis uh, World Fair was the same time during that Olympics. Uh, they did human zoos, okay? Just so you guys understand, when you talk about, oh, slavery and things like that were so long ago. In 1904, there were human zoos with people that looked like the three people in uh, you see in here uh, in our natural habitats. How fucked up is that? Fucked up <laughs> when you think about yes. that, and, but 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 it was so long ago, right? Is it so? We're so different now. No, yeah. no, they literally had human zoos in our natural habitat, and uh, of different uh, cultures, yeah, right? like, yeah, yeah, Indians yeah. and yeah. Aborigines, so Samoans. Like they literally would kidnap these people, put them in their natural habitat, and display them at human as as human zoos, right? Like the thought of this is so insane to me that people were doing this. So, uh. Uh, Mr. Sullivan, um, he his goal and his obsession was to prove how much superior white people were in athletics than these type of people. And, I, and I'll get more into how that correlates in the AAU basketball. Um, because you got to understand, these are the foundations which built AAU sports. So that's why you see some cultural residuals in AAU sports, in, in my belief. Um, he... He created these games, um, basically these these amateur games during this Olympic time, where these these different cultures were literally given like ten minutes to learn the game, no warm up, no practice, no anything, and then they would compete against athletes who did who did and practiced the shit their entire lives. He would say like, okay, he would say, okay, come here, little Indian boy, I'm going to teach you. You know, track real quick. Or I'm gonna teach you pole vault real quick. Here's here here here's how you do it. And then he wouldn't even teach him in his actual language. They would teach him in English. So he would be like, "What the hell are yeah. you talking about? Throw this. Okay, now compete 
against the number one uh, pole javelin guy in the world. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> and say, see, we're superior to them. Yeah. How, how does that? How, how does that work? Right. So this this is the foundations of amateur sports of AAU organizations, and then as it evolved in the 1970s, uh, then they enabled the uh, uh, I forgot which president. I think it was Roosevelt or something like that. Enabled the 19, 1976 Amateur Sports Act, which allowed amateur athletes or professional athletes to compete in um, uh, world events instead of sending our amateurs because in other countries their amateurs were getting paid, right? That's how you have the rookie Rubios who've been literally playing pro ball since they were 14 mm-hmm. years old, right? You know, they got them to compete. So then obviously it started to regulate, then which proceeded into the dream team and all, i mean that's the residuals how you see all this stuff but you know as uh, gabe said as uh mr sullivan's burning in hell right now you hmm. know pro, uh he he uh he created the foundation of what you see aau is today and that's where i see some separation and some, and some renegades of it i was just trying to get you, since i kind of expose you guys to that and showed you that i was just trying to get some of your thoughts on some of that crazy shit like did you guys know about this did you you know, did it enlighten you a little bit? Just that thoughts. was that was my first, like you know, when I saw the video. And what was crazy, you're talking about, you know, when he was making the other races compete with the white people. That even in the video, it said sometimes they would lose, yeah. but he wouldn't bring it up. He wouldn't bring you it up, right? That's, that's <laughs> like man, that's that shit that probably still be going on today. Like, remember, uh, I know you remember, uh, what's his name, Roy Jones Jr., mm-hmm. when he was in the Olympics. Yeah, and he, t- he, took, that L to the, yeah. he took that L to the Chinese and dude. Yeah. His ass, and the Chinese dude whooped his ass. <laughs> or not Chinese, the, uh, Roy Jones whooped the Chinese yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like the race thing is always, you it's know what I'm saying? It's still there. Because he's black and it's like, mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, it's like, can't give no credit. You know what I'm saying? So that's uh that was interesting to me but at the same time not surprised you know what i'm saying it's definitely messed up so what do you think jada yeah like same thing i'm surprised but i'm not surprised at the same time like there's some racist people out there like that that really just if they get beat by someone not their Mm -hmm. color they're not gonna bring it up Mm -hmm. (laughs) or give them credit yeah so and main thing that really surprised me but again not really surprised was the human zoos like I don't know how wow. people. I would be fighting my way out of there. I don't know how short the fences were, but I would find a way to hop it. For real. Like, I mean, yeah. and that's and you know, again, not like I'm trying to bring a dark side of the show, but this is the type of shit we need to get out there. This is the type yeah. of shit a lot of people don't know. You know what I mean? They just think they think AAU is this basketball thing that was created. Uh, once Nike got into it, yeah. <laughs> it's like nah, yeah. bro, this has yeah. been around a long yeah. time, yeah. and it has some dark roots and some dark history. You know, what I mean, it's it's very similar to college. Um, people don't get uh, college was founded um, under the pretenses of classism and racism. Uh, the people that founded college, which was our founding fathers, higher education, right? They did that to make sure that there's separation between poor white people and and uh, black people. That's why it was created. It wasn't created because they said, oh, we want to make everybody smart. No, they said we want to keep our elites elite and intelligent and we want to keep the dummies dumb so they don't learn. Right. And that's and of course, uh, uh, there's the civil rights movements and and all the things in between. And and of course, um, uh, sports became a regulator. Right. Because that's what helped to pay for college. That's what helped to be able to pay 
for education, which then manifested in, you know, these very intelligent brothers and people and things like that. But we still got a long way to go, you know, but it's like you can't forget the roots. That's the thing about it. And again, I'm not trying to make, you know, this show super political, but we can't ignore this shit, man. It's just to the point we got to talk about it. We got to yep. talk about the roots. We got to know where we've come from so we can understand how to change it. You yep. know what I mean? And then, of course, you know, probably future shows will get more into black AU, white AU and all those kind of differences and stuff. But I just thought that was something I wanted to talk about and share, you know, and get your guys thoughts on it. Because, um, again, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. I ran across that guy's uh, thing like I want to say a year or two ago. Oh, wow. And I was and I was just like, wow. And then when I went to the Portland um, uh, tournament, uh, my President's Day tournament, that's when I got a chance to contact Gabe and we talked face to face. And like that's I dope. said, he's a good good brother, young cat, too. I want to say he's only like 20 something, but wow. very intelligent. And I told him, I said, man, what you did there to research it, to know what's going on. I mean, that <laughs> that's something that I feel every parent and kid should watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, again, if y'all. If you're listening, if if you're watching, check out Gabe the Great. It just literally, you could type in Black AU versus White AU, and it will be one of the first things that pop up, and you'll and you'll see it for yourself. I think if you look at his videos, you learn the history. It just gives it sheds light to just some things that, in this day and age, uh, need to be talked about. Yep. Um, so, all right, mo- you know, moving on to, I guess you could say more more positive and more funny events, right? So let's. So I got a segment that I wanted to create, uh, especially because um, <laughs> this week uh, uh, we had uh, some funny events going on. So to pre to prefix it all, why uh, West Coast Elite was going to do a tournament here uh, at Harwood Palace. That's kind of our our gym right next door to mine. Um, basically, they pulled out, but me and Ken decided, okay, we're still going to throw something together, throw some type of jamboree so these teams from out of town could still play good competition and things like that. And they were against uh, Adidas teams, uh, shoe circuit teams, uh, teams that are on the shoe circuit. Um, and it was uh, mainly Adidas teams, I think. Yeah, I think they were all Adidas teams. And um, my 16U uh, whooped their ass. So I'm very, very, very proud of that. Okay. So, you know, very, very proud of that. And uh, uh, my, my my little bro, Webster Moreland, uh, is – part i was one of the coaches for the organization international elite my boy nate Bowie. so nate if you see this um my 16 you kicked your ass by 30 Shots fired. <laughs> exactly Damn. i should do that i'll do that to say and jada saw it she was their yeah. scorekeeper we, right whooped, yeah. we, we killed them but that's not the topic at hand so <laughs> for for this topic we're gonna we're gonna call this and then of course this is what my nephew sound by we're gonna call this segment Hell no. <laughs> it's the hell no, nah, you hella whack on my mama. Like, that's why we got to start talking about these guys because hell no. I can't deal with some of the AU shit that I'm dealing with. And and I swear on my mama, on the town, some of y'all are so whack. Some of y'all are so terrible. So we got, we're going to talk about this one story that happened because Jada was a part of it. So I got so she can she can give me firsthand knowledge. And I talked to some of the coaches, too. Um, Game going on. It uh, was a competitive game. It was uh, the NorCal Ducks from Chico against um, uh, FanBiz, or right? Isn't that their team name, FanBiz, or whatever? Uh, that's coached by uh, Poe. 
and uh don usually coaches them as well um and helps him out uh basically i I'm, and jada you correct me if i'm wrong because again i'm just getting from the coach from norcal ducks she yeah. gave me her take on it you saw it um basically the coaches uh the game's getting pretty heated pretty competitive right i think it got to a point where there was like five techs yeah, yeah there is i can't even count okay the whole weekend, both sides both sides yeah, both sides were getting takes. Uh-huh. It was they were just talking back and forth. The refs weren't having it, so Okay. Good. And and to be fair, this same team, um, my team, my sixteen you played their their fifteen, sixteen you, and to be fair, uh, they'll try to claim they were all fifteen you. They're not. I know the players there. Some of them are sixteen, some of them are actually seventeen. They're just seventeen year old sophomores. But whatever, we're not gonna get on that. And we beat them too, and that game was pretty competitive, right? Uh you remember Jada, the coach is trying to say we cheated, our refs are cheating. That's the strangest shit ever. Everybody thinks YBA, we pay the refs. We don't pay the refs. Like we don't like we if we pay them, we pay them for their service. They don't they don't get extra to cheat for our teams. Yeah. Like what the fuck are you talking about? Stupidest thing ever. But um how come how about sometimes our teams are just good? It's it's okay <laughs> to to take an L. Like yeah. uh, so either way, um the teams are getting into it and to give to give you perspective the fan biz team you know it's it's predominantly brothers it's a predominantly uh, a, a pretty much all black team um a lot of them come from south sac maybe okay. the, maybe del paso heights you know the hood areas right whatever yeah. i don't I, I personally don't care where you're from you just play hoop and have a good time um and the game getting competitive and chippy that's fine what was told to me allegedly one of the players from norcal ducks spit on one of the players oh shit from uh, uh fan biz did yeah. you see that at all? I didn't see that. I saw them in each other's faces, but I didn't see any spit fly. But I could be wrong. I, right. mean, I wasn't in there. But. So it's like the Rondo Chris yeah. Paul situation. It's mm. <laughs> a replay, hey, right? We need some history. Yeah. He breathed, and you know, a little particle came out. Whatever, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And so, because of that, uh, the players got into it, correct? Right. And mm-hmm. then, so the assistant coach, who is one of the players' dads, um, uh then started going on this crazy tirade and, and and was sitting there saying um like i'm gonna have my son fight the kid like he was saying after the yeah. game you could fight yeah. my son and first off okay you're a grown-ass man telling your son to fight another kid yeah. over is, a before that he was talking to the kid what was really? he saying to the kid he was he was talking he was saying that he can't beat him up but his son can while they were playing, going up and down, or no, it was already everyone was already on the floor at this time. He was wow. just talking to the kid, like, like face to face. I was like, he's a kid. His mom's wow. out here trying to talk to you, like, right. That and makes me mad, right? Doesn't, doesn't that, that piss you that, off? Right. Like, like, come on, man, you a grown man. Like, mm-hmm. act like a, I hate. That's the term I hate. They be like, I'm a grown ass man, but you try to fight a seventeen year old. Like, like yeah. what type of shit sense does that make? And so. All this is going on. I'm on court, too. So it gets to the point where it gets so loud, so crazy. Parents are coming out the stands. So the mom of the kid from NorCal Ducks, the one that was being threatened, came up and was just like, hey, man, stop threatening my son. You know, or, like, I'm going to fuck you up. Like, that's my son. Like, yeah. chill out. And so then he makes a big old thing. So it gets to the point where they have to stop my game. And I'm over there looking because I'm like, okay, let's see if this shit really gets out of hand in case we need to get in case I need to go over there yeah. and break something up or in yeah. case Ken, you know, Ken. Ken's not adversarial, so his his cell phone's ready to hit nine one one. You know, Ken's like, he's like, Chris, should I call the police? Or I, I don't feel comfortable right now. I'm not safe. You know, a little Chinese man is 
nervous as shit right now. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my god. Last thing we yeah. need is Rockland PD to walk right. in here, right. say about thirty Negroes are about to right. square up and fight because right. right. we about to have thirty T-shirts. So I'm right. like, Henry, please not go this route. Please yeah. not go this route. Yeah. And and so it, it got really bad because uh, uh, the coach from Fan Biz was then cursing out. The woman coach from NorCal Ducks, from what she told me, I mean, maybe you could verify that, Jada, but that's what she yeah. told me. She was saying you're calling her a fat bitch, um, saying I'm a trainer, I can help your fat ass get in shape, like I'll beat your ass, like all kind of stuff. Like, is that did, did all this happen? Yeah. Basically, yeah, he was in her face. He was she was trying to talk to him, calm him down, like everyone else was. So wow, not surprised he said that. So I tripping. mean, tripping that that's really gangster, yeah. bro. Yeah, right, <laughs> trying to trying to fight trying to fight a woman, man. I mean, that's that's and trying to make his kid fight the other kid. Like you, you do, and and again, what I'm saying about this is you do understand that that is a reflection on why you're while why some kids will never get scholarships. Right, you do understand by acting that way, you are subconsciously sending the message to the kids you coach that that is okay, that that is acceptable, and. Then when no colleges come after this kid because they hear about this crazy ass reputation, you only have yourself to blame, right? Because every game, every AU tournament is a teachable moment, right? At least I agree it is. It's a teachable moment. And if you're teaching the wrong thing like that, you can't can't possibly see a a good outcome of that. So my message out of all this is, you know, parents – Please think of the bigger picture, okay? Please uh, don't be on my show in the hell no segment because you had to do some stupid shit. There's some fire shot for you, okay? Like, please be smarter than that. Do do right by your kids. Um, think of what you're projecting out there as a coach and, and, and a parent. Think about what you're trying to teach your kids because this is not the way to go about it. And threatening to fight people, threatening to fight women, threatening to do all kind of dumb crazy shit like that how how can you possibly look at yourself in the mirror and say i'm doing right by these kids i'm doing right by the basketball community i'm trying to teach young black men and women to be better and educated and work in a civilized society because at some point you got to recognize your fists can't cause can't solve everything Mm -hmm. honestly your fists are going to be the reason why your ass end up in jail Mm -hmm. right so anything to add to that mark Preach. <laughs> Preach. So, so, you know, that's just my segment. And, you know. Hell no. You hella fucking whack. <laughs> just had to get that out there. So, ah, let's see. Um, Well, is there anything else you got to add or you guys want to talk about while I'm thinking about it? Um, Anything on your guy or no. anything on your mind, Mark? Uh, No, no, nothing really on my mind. Just been, uh, I'm happy that Jade is here. Got to, you know, like I said, I'm, I got some girls that I've up and coming that I've been working with that are young. So listening to you and everything like that, and they're all going to listen to this show, you know what I'm saying? Get to get them ready. Uh, I think it was very inform- informative. So, all right, well, then we'll go into the last piece of the show, which is always, uh, the not a good fit segment. So let's, you know, let, let's, uh, <laughs> Let's get into that and see and see what today's topic is. Okay, so let's talk about not a good fit. This weekend, I was approached by a coach while I'm playing with my 16U, the coach from Fan Biz, 
sitting there talking about how YBA teams love to cheat and we love to pay our referees, and that's why they don't come to our tournaments. Well, last thing I checked, YBA doesn't hold tournaments, dog. That's not something we do. It's actually Hardwood Palace and Courtside. We do little jamborees and stuff every now and then if we need to, but we mainly do camps and clinics. And if it's not a good fit, I understand, man. If you think we out here cheating, if you think we out here paying refs off, as many of these programs and organizations say, you really don't know what the fuck you're talking about because that's just not what we do. We try to do things honorable in the respectful way, and that's why we've been around 16 years. If you can't understand that, then don't move the fuck on, and maybe it's just not a good fit. Again, there is no cheating. Uh, for all intents and purposes, we don't even do the holdbacks, so we don't definitely want to get into that topic. But if it's not a good fit for you, I fully understand. I respect your hustle. I respect what you do. I respect every coach out there that's preaching good stuff and trying to take care of these young men and kids. But please, please stop approaching YBA like we do anything shady on our behalf because we do everything very legit, very respectful, and the product speaks for itself. And if it doesn't work, then it's just not a good fit. So that's all I got to say about that one. Um, moving forward from that, uh, I guess, you know, we get, we hit to the closing to our show. I mean, just want to say, Jada, thanks for coming here and being brave on the microphone. I'm very proud of you. Y'all don't understand. It's a big step for her. Okay, okay. <laughs> Seems like she did good. Yeah, right? She 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 She's not necessarily – she's a woman of few words, but, you know, she, she does a lot in uh, her actions – on the court really speak for itself so any anything closing from you mark no just uh stay in the gym keep working and 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 definitely good luck with your future yeah no i mean i mean we'll see we'll see what happens with covid19 and all that stuff you know but you know you stay ready you got anything else to add to the add to the conversation jada i just want to say thank you guys for having me uh as your second person so yeah, thank you guys. History. <laughs> <laughs> One day at a time, man. It's all about consistency. It's all about staying together and all about getting things done, you know. Again, like as as my nephew says, too big, too black. That's this is what you got to be. You got to be out here and you and you got to make it happen for yourself. Um no, I really um again, appreciate you being here. Uh appreciate um all that you're doing. Uh love your hustle. Love your drive, Jada. Um, you keep being in the gym because I see you. I know people see you. Um, again, thanks for those who are listening. Thanks for those who are supporting. I'm getting a lot of great positive feedback. And, you know, if you guys have comment or comments under uh, the YouTube uh, channel, please leave them. Tell us what you think. Tell us if there's topics you want to talk about. Tell us if there's guests you want us to have. Like, I want to keep the content fresh. Um, me and Mark are always trying to progress and do better and better and better. So if there's ways you could tell us, please do. Uh, Mark, you got anything to add? No, just keep supporting. And, uh, yeah, just keep supporting us. All right, man. Well, I hope everybody has a good day. And we out. <laughs>